you find yourself at the beginning of a new episode of Reliterated, a podcast that's quickly becoming one of your favorites to listen to. A man's voice speaks to you over a suspense-filled music bed. His voice is smooth, kind, warm, and inviting, and if you're being honest with yourself, a little bit sexy. He invites you into an audio experience that promises to be like no other you've heard before, as he and his co-hosts read through a choose-your-own-adventure book. What do you do? If you want to go back to what you were doing before and shy away from a world of adventure, press pause and go on ahead. If you want to listen to a story of twists and turns, uncertain paths, lots of laughs, and odd character voices, then continue listening as we choose our own adventure in Secret of the Ninja on Reliterated, the podcast that still has that new book smell. Welcome to Reliterated, the lowbrow book club of three grown-ass men reading the books popular in the 1990s, but with 2020's hindsight. You can interact with us, ask us questions, suggest future episodes, tell us what we've missed, or just enjoy all kinds of bonus content by searching Reliterated on Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, or send us an email at reliterated at gmail.com. My name's Andy, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts... Harold and Josh. And we're doing things a little bit differently this week. Instead of all of us pre-reading a book to discuss on the podcast, we are going to be adventurous and actually read a choose your own adventure book right here on this episode. So right now the plan is to do this with every fifth book that we cover and you know we'll see where this takes us whether we follow that structure or not. I I'm, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a fun break for uh, every so often. But our for our first adventure, our narrator is going to be Josh. So Josh, why don't you introduce the book that we're reading this week? All right, the book that we are reading this week is Secret of the Ninja by Jay Liebold. It is the very first book I ever purchased that I remember. It was at a Scholastic book fair, and I was a youngin, and I was like, I wonder why I was able to buy this. And then I looked and saw how much it cost. $2.50, which I could actually afford at that time. So that's probably why I bought this book. (laughs) Just because it was cheap, not because of what the cover looked like? Mainly because it was cheap. Uh, again, I was quite poor, but the cover is pretty cool. It has ninjas on fire. Uh, <laughs> I, will, I will post the funny meme picture that I found on, on Reddit because it is fantastic. But yeah, it's basically these ninjas are in flames and you and the other character that's in this book are on the cover. But yeah, and she's just pointing at the, the ninjas that are in the fire and you're apparently <laughs> running away, it looks like. But yeah, it's quite interesting <laughs> I mean, uh, artwork. you would be. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll post that on the subreddit. You know, with the 250 that your parents allowed you to spend on that secret of the ninja, they could have bought enough cinnamon that you could have had cinnamon sugar toast for your entire childhood. At that time, I'm pretty sure I had cinnamon sugar because I was living with my mother. (laughs) Mm. So I was not just uh, only able to have sugar toast, which again, it's not that bad. It's still pretty good. I will have it on occasion. (laughs) (laughs) So this is still the original book that you had from way back when. 
Correct. It has my name in it, actually, at the very beginning. It says, in my terrible handwriting, Joshua Hazard. <laughs> so and it's a it's a actual choose from the choose your own adventure series correct yes. it is number yeah. 66 in the choose your own adventure series Ooh. execute order 66 yes um <laughs> and now the jedi are dying i found out about the author jay liebold he was born in denver colorado but he has written quite a few of the choose your own adventure books including one that i now really really want to read it is Called Surf Monkeys. <laughs> I don't think yeah. it's about monkeys that actually surf. I think it's just like lingo because the cover shows just surfer dudes surfing away from what looks to be a tanker of some sort. Hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, he wrote quite a few ninja ones. He did Secret of the Ninja, The Lost Ninja, Return of the Ninja. And I also found out he did a few different programming. Uh, he did some software as well for IBM. He did he did a uh, he wrote the interactive script for IBM's 3D Castle Creator and uh, Theatric Interactive Strategy Heads in 1997. But he ended up writing 16 books for the Choose Your Own Adventure series. Is Liebold a traditionally Japanese name? I just wonder with how many ninja books he wrote. Not at all. Not oh. at all. He looks very, very Caucasian. <laughs> <laughs> well, ninjas were the thing back in the 90s. Oh, yeah. I remember those. Just, oh. But he did some other ones as well. He did Sabotage, Grand Canyon Odyssey, Spy for George Washington. I remember reading that one. I do remember huh. reading that. Um, Beyond the Great Wall, You Are a Millionaire, Revenge of the Russian Ghost, <laughs> uh, Search for a Lens Lamp, Ninja Cyborg, and Ninja Avenger. Yes. Guys. Oh, yeah. man. So much ninja. <laughs> yeah, he wrote quite a few. Ninja everything. Give it all to me. All right. Let's, uh, let's set off on an adventure, boys. Yes, I am ready for this. So, as I am the narrator... I will be coming across various characters. I will try to give them voices as best I can, and I will be doing my best not to offend people. So I will be doing impressions of impressions of celebrities. Again, I do not do actual impressions. I do impressions of people doing impressions. So there will be a lot of Dana Carvey copying, uh, as well as probably, you know, other people from Saturday Night Live that I will just steal their voices or my attempt at their voices so as to not offend anyone yeah let the racism be on their heads exactly <laughs> well not not even that like i'm gonna come across somebody and i'll be like okay i'm gonna use ross perot for this person even though this person is obviously not ross perot <laughs> he's like a ninja master ross perot as done by dana carvey there's one character in particular i'm going to be using and it will be fun when we get to that person so all right sounds good all right so, the, st the story starts off with, Warning! Do not read this book straight through from beginning to end. You can have many different adventures as you try to find out what mysterious force is disturbing your friend Nada's martial arts school. As you read, you will be able to make choices. Your choices will determine whether you succeed in solving the mystery. As you search for clues, you'll encounter the secret and sometimes magical world of the ninja. You may even be have to become a ninja yourself. You are responsible for your fate because you make the decisions. 
After you make a choice, follow the instructions to find out what happens next. Be careful, the ninja can be deadly. To find out more about them before you begin, <laughs> read the special note on the following pages. Oh, there's more about ninjas here. Oh, yes. Now a special note on the ninja. And these are the ninjas, not ninja. Uh, so it's famous. ninja? It's just, I, or, I believe ninja, it's just one word. Because okay, there are ninjas the and then there are two words, the nin and ja, I saw in a movie one time. So, mm. <laughs> so they're this referring the to one ninja word in the singular sense, like it's a, a ninja. But there are multiples on there. Who is so the ninja. on the on the cover? Uh, so I guess okay, we'll come. We'll find out. Let's figure out with context clues. Correct. So special note on the ninja: the ancient art practiced by the ninja is called ninjutsu, the way of stealth or invisibility. It grew out of many sources, including Japanese fighting arts, bijutsu, Chinese war tactics, Tibetan mystical practices, and Japanese mountain regions religions. Mountain clans developed the art and passed it secretly from one generation to the next. Because the ninja were commoners, they were not held to the samurai's rigid code of behavior, and by subtle means they could accomplish things a samurai could not. Ninjutsu is also a martial art that has always been practiced by both men and women. A ninja has many different skills. Each ryu, tradition or school, has its own mix of techniques taught by the sensei, teacher or master, at the dojo, the physical place where martial arts are practiced. A student might specialize in hand-to-hand -hand fighting, swordsmanship, or the use of various other weapons. He or she might learn how to move without being detected, how to scale walls and trees, or how to deceive an enemy with special tactics. Some ninja use their art simply to defend themselves and their villages, others for espionage and commando attacks, and some even became hired assassins. Most of the adventures in this book are drawn from Japanese folk legends and beliefs. According to the legend, the ninja were first taught their art by mountain beings called Tengu, who also taught them sorcery, or Kuji. Mystic finger positions, trance, and hypnotism help the ninja channel energy. Most ninja use these techniques as part of a spiritual way of living, but some misuse them to manipulate others. Hmm. Like Jedi. <laughs> yeah. So, I want to also note that what we're what we're doing is when we get to the point of choosing adventures we're actually going to debate which choice to make based mm -hmm. on the information that we have up until that point is it just between me and you or does there, our narrator get a uh, get a say in it i think that whoever's narrating should not get the say in it narrator should be passive yeah, i will be the tiebreaker the tiebreaker if you two okay. can't if make we, a yeah. decision, if we reach I will impasse, make, I okay. will break the I will break the tie for you. Okay. okay, I like that rule. Yep, but I think yeah, whoever is narrating doesn't actually vote unless there is a tie. Okay, all right. Quick question: On the cover, does it say how many different endings there are? It does not on mine. Okay, but let me check the internet version of it because it might tell me. Right. I've been looking around like eBay and stuff, and uh, some of them say like over 25 different endings. The internet one says choose from 29 endings. Okay. Ooh. So th this story has 29 possible endings. Are we going to force ourselves to accept the one, the first one that we get to? Or I see. Will we allow ourselves to backtrack? Let's see how long it takes. And I mean, if like 15 minutes from now we're sitting on an ending... Yeah, we can backtrack. <laughs> but if we make it too close to an hour before we hit an ending, I think we accept it. Yeah. Okay. 
even if it's a if it's a not great ending. <laughs> hey man, you got to take just the ending how you get. It goes. Yep. Okay, I'm ready. I did check. It's not like this one that I read where literally the first choice that you made it was an ending. I was like, this is stupid. So I checked it. <laughs> it's not like that. So if you choose not to go on an adventure and go home, turn to page two. <laughs> the end. <laughs> it's all over, folks. This is the shortest one we've made. You turn on a rerun of the Smurfs and enjoy it thoroughly. The end. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like you woke up and nothing ha- you woke up from the dream and nothing happened. It was like it was really dumb. I was like, this is so stupid. As far as you know, the world was never in peril. The end. <laughs> but okay, here we go. Go ninja, go ninja, go. Let's do it. All right. Thunder crashes and lightning splits the sky above you with such force, it seems the sky will shatter. You run for cover. Rain pours down in sheets, pounding you like a fist. The storm seems to want to destroy everything beneath it. Once inside the sliding doors of the dojo, you stand with your friend Nada, both of you soaked to the skin, and watch the storm vent its rage. Another tremendous clap of thunder shakes the building to its foundation. Turn to page two. That's a pretty damn good description of a storm, let me tell you. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. And feel free to jump in with jokes and puns and all this good stuff. I already, I was like, come on, you guys. You missed the, you missed the, uh, the fist one already, but that's okay. I'm yeah, sure we we'll don't, come across it again. We don't want to cut you off while you're talking. This is a good point. Yeah. I mean, I waited, I waited for the page turn. Excellent. <laughs> but now that you bring it up. Fistic. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Not a cast a sidelong glance at you as if to say, see what I mean? The two of you sit cross-legged on the floor, unable to take your eyes from the tempest outside. Third one this week, Nada murms. And this is the dry season. The thunder and lightning finally give way to a steady downpour. Nada stands up and says, let's get you some dry clothes. You follow her to a back room where she hands you a towel and a kimono. As you dry off and change, you retrace in your mind the history of your friendship with Nada. You'd studied karate in California before spending a summer in Japan. There you met Nada and found you shared many ideas about martial arts. She introduced you to a new discipline called Aikido. A year ago, you moved to the city of Kyoto to pursue Aikido more intensively. You and Nada became best friends. You were sad when Nada returned three months ago to her family's dojo in Nara, but you have kept in close touch. Now, as you tie your kimono and prepare to join Nada for tea, you wonder why she called you so urgently to Nara this morning. Turn to page four. Okay, so didn't we learn in The Karate Kid that a tea ceremony was like a special thing between couples? Hmm. Wasn't that a thing that we learned in or Karate Kid 2, I should say? Pooh, man, I have no idea. <laughs> it's been way too long if I've even ever seen Karate Kid 2. You've never seen Karate Kid 2? Maybe. I don't know. The one where they go to Japan? He honks his nose? I've definitely <laughs> seen it, but what I remember mostly from Karate Kid 2 is the bonsai tree thing. <laughs> All right. Strange things have been happening here. Nada says, pouring hot water over the crushed leaves in the teacups. The storms are just one sign that something is wrong. There have been others. With a reed whisk, she stirs the leaves into a green froth in each cup, then gives you one. You hold it in both hands, letting the warmth seep in. But even without the signs, I can sense a presence here that is new, yet at the same time ancient. You savor the bitter taste of the tea and look across the low table at Nada. 
Maybe you should start from the beginning. Nada shifts her weight on the reed mat. About a month ago, I started noticing things disappearing and reappearing in odd places. Then there were weird noises. Shrieks, laughter. Now this week, the thunder. By themselves, these do not prove anything. It is Saki, which tells me there is a very dangerous force here that wants to destroy us. Saki? Saki? A kind of sixth sense I learned in my training many years ago. I can feel the presence of harmful intentions. Did anything else happen around the time these signs appeared? Any new arrivals or changes in the dojo? Go to the next page. She's been drinking sake. And- <laughs> yeah, what Nada's saying is she's been drinking sake and it's talking to her now. <laughs> is it S-A-K-I? It's S-A-K-K-I. Oh, K-K-I, okay. It's Saki. Saki. Okay. The Saki is telling me The rice liquor is S-A-K-E. Okay, Saki. In the glossary, in the notes, it says, a kind of sixth sense or ability to detect harmful intentions. Quote, the force of the killer. The force of the killer. So the force. Of the killer. Of the killer. And might I say the way that you the voice that you used to respond to Nada was like extremely seductive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you've ever seen an eighties action movie (laughs) The hero is always top of the game of charm. I mean, come on, JCVD, you saw him with those dance moves and and, uh what a charmer that guy. Which is, yeah, if you actually know the rumors, know the stories of <laughs> what kind of charmer he is, it's, yeah, he's kind of yeah. disgusting. Anyways. <laughs> All right, so uh, onward, onto the next page. No, wait, yes, there is a new arrival, but not a student. It was a sword. An anonymous donor sent it to us, saying it was fitting that we should have it. We didn't know what to make of it. Was there anything a unusual? A sword. Sword, okay. S-W-O-R-D. <laughs> Oh, sword. 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 <laughs> was there anything un- was there anything unusual about it, you asked? To tell the truth, I didn't pay much attention. As you know, I'm not a big fan of weapons, although I have to admit it was beautiful. I do recall some odd markings on the hill. Have you talked to the sensei yet? A little. He refuses to believe we are threatened. But now that you're here, I will ask him to join us. Turn to page eight. Oh, yeah, now that a big, strong man is here. <laughs> she's a ninja, and she's not into swords. I mean, I guess some of them fought hand-to-hand, as you said earlier, but still, I mean. Well, she was a, she's also into Aikido, which is very much oh. a hand, more of a hand-to-hand sport. Aikido I, I is all about removing swords, actually. Right. It's getting a hold of the weapon when you lose your weapon and taking your opponent down. Hmm. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's why there's a lot of ha- grabbing of the hand and twisting and throwing in it, because you're trying to relieve them of their weapon and steal it from them. Oh, it's in the glossary. Okay, Akita. <laughs> I, harmony, key, energy, do, the way. A defensive discipline using pivoting motions and the momentum of the attacker to neutralize the attack. So yes, you are very, very correct in that. And now we are going to meet the sensei. And I'm going to use my impression of <laughs> oh boy Christopher Lambert from Mortal Kombat as Rady. That is <laughs> yes. my impression. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the sensei is a slight man with a few wisps of white hair on his head and chin. He bows as Nada introduces you, then sits at the tea table, back straight, waiting for Nada to, to speak. 
Surely you are aware of what has been occurring at our dojo lately? She begins. (laughs) Yes, he replies in an even tone. But we've discussed this. In my opinion, it will pass if we remain calm. (laughs) 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 Didn't you hear the thunder? Oh, didn't you hear the thunder today? Nada insists impatiently. It is true that in the old days, such a storm was taken as a sign of war. But, eh, he shrugs. (laughs) Nada stands up. Sensei, we must do something. Our presence here wants to destroy us. The sensei looks at you. Surely Nada's mother could see into the future when she named her child. Do you know what Nada means? Doesn't it mean the rough, open part of the sea where navigation is difficult, you ask? Exactly. <laughs> the I was going nothing in Spanish. <laughs> it's a big the old nothing. Big old nothing. Well, Nova was bombed there because it means no-go. So a car that no-goes. <laughs> yeah. In Spanish, nada can also mean like he swims or she swims. Interesting. So maybe she's a swimmer. Yep. Hmm. Nada is to swim. Nada, he, she, or it swims. Or nada means nothing. Good to know. See, this is an educational podcast. Yeah. I am learning things. <laughs> All right. Exactly. The sensei response, smiling. <laughs> there is a fucking guy. <laughs> I told you they're not going to be good. I said they're going to be really bad impressions. They are perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. But someday, perhaps when she becomes sensei herself, she will learn patience. Turn to page 14. All right. Your attention is distracted by several greenish lights the size of fists flickering above the cypresses outside. What are those, you ask? As Nada and the sensei turn to look, a bolt of lightning comes from nowhere and strikes the tallest tree, splitting it in two. You cringe at the thunderclap that immediately follows. Then there is silence. The sensei looks stunned. Nada is bristling. Now are you convinced? She demands. What more do we need? That was our sacred tree. We must defend ourselves. The sensei bows his head. Nada, you are right. I did not think such things were possible in these days. Thunder and lightning attacking us. You would think we were back in the days of our ancestors. Perhaps, Nada says, the days of our ancestors have come forward to us. What do you mean, Nada? The sensei asks. As I was telling my friend, I feel an ancient presence here. Saki tells me it is hostile. I don't know what else, how else to explain it. It may be Kami. What's Kami? You ask. It's similar to a spirit. Nada says, Spirit never dies, only circulates. Everyone and everything has a spirit, and the spirit can filter through the world around us. If a kami is bothering us, it's our job to find out what it wants. Turn to page three. <laughs> Fucking kamis. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is a K A M I, not a C O M M I E. Gotta crush them kamis. And all it says in the glossary is a spirit, demon, or deity. So did you say we were seeing green lights the size of fists out there? Yes, that More is what fists. the Yes, the way of the fist. <laughs> hmm, just floating around in the sky? Maybe. I'm not saying it was aliens, but the picture But aliens. It's probably aliens. <laughs> not saying maybe it's commie aliens. Commie aliens. I mean it. by that time wouldn't communism make sense cuz everyone's make, <sighs> making for the collective good at that point? Well, we got commie aliens and the Nazis on the moon. This is this is a bad thing. Oh, you watched that documentary Iron Sky as well? I've watched a documentary Iron Sky, yep. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. <laughs> nice. 
Ooh, all right, guys. It's getting down to the gritty. At the end of this page, right. you get to make a choice. Oh, boy. Bring it on. The sensei looks back and forth between you and Nada. Then he places his palms on the table and says, Nada, you come from a long line of warriors. Though for many centuries, they have practiced their art for peace, not war. I'm old now. You must be the one to confront his, this danger. <laughs> <laughs> Nada bows to the sensei. So, he says, leaning back from the table, what course of action do you suggest? There is silence. The rain has stopped. You speak up. Maybe we should take a look at the sword and then try to track down the person who sent it. The sensei nods. A good plan. There's another option, Nada says. She hesitates before continuing. I said the present seemed very old. We could go back in time to find its origin. The sensei glances sharply at Nada. She holds up her hand to stop him from speaking and says to you, I will explain later. Let's just say we should consider it a possibility. Okay, <laughs> so. <laughs> so look into the sword or go back in time? If you think you should track down the, the donor of the sword, turn to page 78. If you think it may be a good idea to go back in time, <laughs> turn to page 17. These are both really great choices. <laughs> wow. I like how it's worded, too. If you think it's a good idea to go back in time. <laughs> um, I don't think it's ever a good idea to go back in time, honestly. There's just too much to, uh, to fuck up. Right, we could screw everything up, and this dojo might not exist because of some other reason. But, I mean, are we just going back as a pure observers, or we're not going back to change anything, right? She didn't give it's, us any any information on yeah, that. There's not a whole lot of information, but it's just to find out the origin of a thing? Yeah, apparently the thing that's attacking the dojo. But haven't you guys ever read A, Th a Sound of Thunder? No. no. Even the most minor thing that you change in the past could have horrendous consequences in the future. Right. Well, and I mean, the other way is to like, has to do with a sword. I feel like a sword is what you want when you're trying to fight lightning and green lights the size of fists. <laughs> and spirits. Fist-sized lightning spirits. I'm going to go with the obvious choice that probably everyone knows I'm going to choose, which is let's check out this sword. I agree. All right, turning to page 78. All right, let's try to find out where this sword came from, you say. I'll bring it in, Nada says. We can take a closer look at it. The sword is wrapped in silk. Nada places it on the table, unrolls the silk, and pulls the sword out of its scabbard. The blade is sharper than anything you've ever seen, but it's the markings on the hilt that draw your attention. This is an odd symbol, the sensei says. I don't know what it stands for. Some kind of secret sect, perhaps. It almost looks like a family crest, you say. Yes, the sensei says. In fact, it reminds me a little of the Miyamorti family crest. The Miyamorti? Nada exclaims. They were once the sworn enemies of my family. Are they still, you ask? Go to the next page. Miyamorti? M-I-Y-A-M-O-T-O-R-I. Miyamorti. Miyamorti? <laughs> okay. Again, I'm not good with Japanese names or anything like that. Spell it again. Spell it again. Yeah, spell it again. M-I-Y-A-M-O-T-O-R-I. Miyamatori. Miyamatori, yeah. That's, Miyamatori. that's definitely Miyamatori. Miyamori. Miyamatori. <laughs> Miyamatori. I'm not good Mike at this. Mike and Morty. God damn, damn Miyamori going on I am here. not the voice actor here. Again, <laughs> I'm not the one that talks about baby batter. 
Okay. Hey, so. no. That's not yeah, me either. You, it's not me either. <laughs> you put the R before the T when it I'm clearly comes after the T. Well, I'm Mia bad Morpy. at this. I'm not going to say I'm good at this. <laughs> it's okay. Well, hopefully I won't have to say that very often. Watch, it's going to be the most popular <laughs> word in the book. Yep. <laughs> the titular ninja is going to be <laughs> Mike Miyamatori. Yeah. Miyamatori. Miyamatori, Miyamatori me. <laughs> <laughs> Mike right. and Morty. Not really, Nada replies. But these rivals die very slowly. We better track down the person who sent us the sword and find out where they got it. That may be difficult, the sensei says. There is little information closed with the sword. What about doing some research in the history of the Miyamatori family? <laughs> did I say it right? Correct? This time? You did Good enough. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep. You may find something that tells you about the ideogram on the hilt. That this that accent is going just off. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I guys. know what you're intending, but it's going <laughs> back in the direction you're not intending. <laughs> yep. Yes, totally working. Exactly working. <laughs> that's why, that's why go. it's going that way. That's why we're doing this. I'm getting serious flashbacks to Kung Pao under the fist. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But that would mean asking the... (laughs) Yeah. Asking that family... (laughs) Yeah, I'm starting to... It's all like Miss Piggy, too. (laughs) You forgot about Kung Pao? (laughs) Chosen one! <laughs> oh man. That must be what it is. That's all it's coming back from that. Dang. Oh yeah, good luck. <laughs> good luck, yeah. buddy. So uh but that would mean asking the Miyama Miyamo more that that family <laughs> to let us look at their archives, Nada says. <laughs> Luckily, I have a good friend who is a who is a sensei at the Ryu. We could call him to help arrange your visit. <laughs> the sensei says. <laughs> Nada turns to you and asks, "What do you think?" If you say, "Let's do some research," turn to page eighty-seven. If you say, "Let's try to find the person who sent the sword," turn to page one hundred one. I mean, research is boring. Yeah, are we writing a book about research, or are we going to get the story moving? Yeah, we need to go, like, fight some ninjas, so I don't see <laughs> any reason to be researching anything. Option B. Yeah. All right, one on research. one it is. Track this guy down and kick his ass. <laughs> ask him what's up with the sword. And do Kick his ass first, and then ask him ass. what's up with the sword. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do some Aikido on him with the sword. <laughs> it's just totally not Aikido. <laughs> it was totally a defensive attack. <laughs> I disarmed you with my sword. All right. You and Nada find the letter that came with the sword. There's no return address and no signature. I don't know how we can track down the sender, Nada says. Can we find the box it came in? After you manage to dig up the box the sword came in, you check the wrapping paper for a postmark. San Francisco! You exclaim, Then I guess if we that's where we're going, Nada says. We can catch a plane from Kyoto in the morning. You and Nada wrap the sword and put it in a viola case to take on the plane to California. Smart. You get your ticket at the airport and head to the Gordon Gate. As you approach the metal detector, you realize you will have to pass through it with the sword. <laughs> what are we going to do? Nada whispers as you wait in line. They'll never let us take the sword on a plane. 
It's too late to go back, you say in a low voice. We could say it's an heirloom. This better work, Nada replies. You go through the detector first. Nada places the viola case on the conveyor belt. No sirens, bells, or buzzers sound. Nada picks it up and you walk to the gate. I hope there are no hijackers trying to get on the flight, she murmurs. Maybe this is just a very weird sword, you reply. Turn to page 92. Fuck yeah, I totally lucked out. Yeah, not only they look out, but I mean, if there are hijackers, you got a fucking sword now. You got a sword to defend the plane. Yeah. That's Fuck kind of a weird, uh, weird thing to be worried about. <laughs> yeah. Take them out with the sword. <laughs> All right. On the plane, you stash the sword safely in the overhead luggage compartment. <laughs> the plane taxis down the runway, and soon you are on your way to San Francisco. But you're not in the air long before a passenger walking past your seat trips and falls for no apparent reason. Then a stewardess suddenly upends a tray full of breakfast all over your lap, causing you to jump around as hot tea soaks through your clothes. Things seem to calm down after breakfast, but then a ruckus starts in the overhead compartment. You open the door. The viola case is bouncing fiercely against the walls inside. The pilot comes over to the speaker and says, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to report. That our engines are failing. We're going to make a crash landing in the ocean. Please fasten your seatbelts. I've radio <laughs> for help. And thank you for choosing Delta. <laughs> <laughs> you may or may not have, that may or may not have uh, been in there, but I may or may not have had a, had a terrible experience on a Delta plane. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was just as casual as you please. Yeah, we're going to put her down in the ocean and we're doing emergent landing. <laughs> That's how a pilot would say it. <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty good. So, yeah. <laughs> Did it really so, say thank you for choosing Delta? No, that was the part I added because yeah. fuck Delta. <laughs> nice. The stewardesses move about the cabin quickly, making preparations and calming the screaming passengers. The plane plunges. Miraculously, no one is hurt in the crash landing. Rafts are inflated, emergency doors are open, and the occupants of the plane are evacuated. In the confusion, Nada grabs the sword. Turn to page 97. Also, there is a great picture on the opposite page of just, A, the largest airplane seats I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and just like the the overhead compartment opening, I think is what it's supposed to be showing, and the viola falling out. It's just, I'll, I'll have to post it, because these pictures are just ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> That'll be on our subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash reliterated. And probably our Instagram, too. Yes. A few hours later, a freighter arrives to pick you up. Once on board, some passengers laugh and some cry in relief. But after a few minutes, a high-piercing note comes from inside the viola case. The captain of the freighter announces, I hate to say this, folks, but our engines are malfunctioning. Stand by while we locate the trouble. Everyone glares at you. The stewardess who spilled the tray comes over and says, Look here. I don't know what you've got in that viola case, but I got a feeling it's causing all this. Either it goes or you do. Whoa, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on that. <laughs> no, Karen, not a cries. We can't give up the case. We have to find out what's going on. So, if you think you should try to convince Nada to throw the sword overboard, turn to page 83. If you agree that you must hold on to it, turn to page 84. Oh, I mean, I mean, like this lady, we could just cut her head off with the sword, really, right? It's why to be we expected. Get... Um, we don't have to leave. We have a weapon. We decide who leaves. 
<laughs> we have to be here to defend the plane against hijackers. We're on a freighter now. The plane. Oh, crashed. we're on a freighter. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, are we still on the plane or in a raft? Or I didn't. I missed where we got picked up by a freighter. Yeah. No. This this sword seems to have some kind of problem with motorized vehicles. Hmm. I feel like if we throw the sword overboard, then we don't learn anything about the ninjas, and we don't know what happens. And if we decide that we're not throwing the sword overboard, they're going to throw us overboard. But at least we'll have a raft or something, I would assume. Yeah, It's clearly a sword of destiny here, so I don't think there's any getting rid of it. Right. We're going to keep the MacGuffin. So you're agreeing that you must hold on to it, is what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, again, come take the sword from me. <laughs> we have a fucking sword. You're right. <laughs> In All a viola right. case. We are turning to page 84. The crew of the freighter lowers a lifeboat into the water, followed by you, Nada, and the viola case. They include water and a week's supply of space food sticks and wish you luck. Oh, shit. They're throwing us all overboard because Damn. we wouldn't get rid of the sword. Which they don't even know it's a sword. They just think it's something in the case. Right. right. We should have shown them it was a sword. Ah, dude. This is the tale of Jonah. It's the sharpest blade they ever saw. Come on. Now we're going to run away from some people that are telling us we can't be on their boat anymore? I don't Next think so. Next, we're going to get swallowed by a giant fish. Ooh. Okay. Once you've left the ship, its engines apparently recover and it steams away at rapid speed. You find <laughs> yourselves alone in the middle of the Pacific. Two days later, you are still Fires. there. The sword is quiet and you haven't seen a single ship or plane. We must be out of the shipping lanes, you say. Later in the day, you spot a pillar of smoke on the horizon. Look, you cry, maybe it's a ship. But as the smoke grows into a black cloud and fire shoots into the sky, you realize it's no ship. You watch in awe as the eruption builds. Great columns of flame burst forth. A cone-shaped piece of land rises from the sea. Your boat drifts towards the new island. The heat is intense as you float to the shore. Nada begins to roll away from the hot land. Wait, you say, something's on the shore. Globs of lava rise out of the molten rock, seeming to stand up to greet you. They don't appear to have mouths, but you hear a deep, raspy voice say, We are the gods of the forge and the sword making. You have a sword that is causing disruption in our world. You must give it to us. Not as defiant. Never! If you don't want to give it to them either, turn to page 106. If you think you should throw the sword to the lava creatures... Turn to page 63. Wow. I mean... <laughs> I was expecting more ninjas. Yeah, I was expecting trip. a lot more ninjas. <laughs> it was so far we've gone on a, a plane trip, a boat trip, a survivor trip, and now we're looking at lava monsters. <laughs> You're the guys that didn't want to go back in time. We probably no. would have met ninjas by now. But no. we probably would have back in time. I don't know. Uh, uh, mm. <sighs> I mean... We'd just be giving up if we give the sword to the the lava monsters, but... I mean, what are the lava monsters going to do? They can't swim out into the ocean to come get us. It will freeze them, right? Right. I mean, they're, they're lava. Uh-huh. But I, I have feel a feeling like they our will. destiny is tied to the sword now. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And like the the only way through this uh, this set series of trials is to hold on to it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that that's what we should do. We should hold on to the stamp sword. I mean, at this point, we've held on to it through a plane crash, a Karen, um, <laughs> right. you know, uh, freighter crew. 
the freighter crew. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, I'm more concerned th- about Karens than lava monsters. Threw so. us in a dinghy with a week's worth of water. <laughs> said, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> See you later. Take your fucking viola case with you. We had space food too. <laughs> oh, space food. Yeah. Yep. Whatever. All right. So but you're keeping to let the, the sword? lava monsters. We're gonna we're gonna keep the damn sword, man. We're Screw gonna these lava monsters. Those lava monsters. Yeah. All right. Turn to page 106. You try to explain to the lava creatures that you must keep the sword to find out what force is attacking Nada's dojo. Meanwhile, Nada begins to roll away from the shore. Come back! The voices cry. You must give us the sword. It will only cause more disruption. The voices fade as you pull away from the island. You catch a current that takes you out to the open sea again. But you don't feel as if you're drifting. Something seems to be pulling you, and it's getting stronger. The moat moves faster and faster toward the source of the current. Finally, you catch a glimpse of what is drawing you. A huge whirlpool in the sea! You try to row away from it, but you're firmly in its grip. You feel as if you're going over a waterfall as you're sucked over the edge of the gigantic whirlpool. Into the maelstrom you rush, spinning down, down, down. You cover your head in a fruitless gesture as the great weight of the water closes over you. When you open your eyes, you and Nada are amazed to find yourselves in an underwater palace festooned with seaweed. Three white-scaled dragon women are pulling your boat through the grand phosphorescent corridors of the palace. You are led to a throne where a woman wearing a crown with a serpent on on it is sitting on a cushion playing the biwa, a stringed instrument. So predictable. All right, so the woman looks up and greets you saying... Ah, uh, let's see. What kind of a dragon? What, what a dragon, underwater dragon woman. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm going to do my best here, you guys. Okay, what you Don't got? ask. So I'm probably wondering where you are. Don't no, be afraid. No, I can't, I can't <laughs> understand what you're saying. Okay. You're not going to work. <laughs> okay, that, I, I won't do the warbling with my throat. There you go. <laughs> you're probably wondering where you are. Do not be afraid. I'm the seaweed, and this is my palace. Did you bring us down here, you ask? Yes, the sea queen replies. I have something important to ask you. 89. So she's like a happy golem, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And also, I want to note, not a fucking ninja. Not a ninja. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's its secret. You're not going to see any ninjas, really. Yeah, I guess they're super you secret. Know, don't see ninjas until it's too late. I would like you to give me your sword, the sea queen says. <laughs> I know it's a big request. It's not easy to give up such a powerful weapon. But we do not intend to use it, not a protest. You are entitled to an explanation, the queen goes on. The sword belonged to a ninja warrior of the feudal period. His name was Sanchiro Miyamur. That name that I cannot pronounce, apparently. Miyamatori. Miyamatori. (laughs) Much of his power came from his sword, which was given to him by a Tengu. The Tengu also taught him magic. Nada whispers to you that Tengu is a beaked winged creature that lives in trees in the mountains. Unfortunately, the Sea Queen continues, Sanchiro misused what the Tengu taught him. He caused so much trouble that he was confronted by another ninja, Dana Karuyama. Nada whispers to you that he was her ancestor. Her kid, Sanchiro. As Sanchiro was dying, he found revenge on Kurayama. <laughs> when your dojo received the sword, it inflamed the ninja's vengeful kami, and his vow was set in motion. How can we counteract it, you ask? Give me the sword, the sea queen ans- 
answers, The time is anger will drain away. Nada hands the sword to the sea queen. The queen thanks her. Nada bows low and responds, We should thank you for solving our problem and for allowing us to be guests in your palace. The queen waves her hand. Just do not tell anyone you have seen me. You and Nada turn and are led from the palace, wondering if the sensei will believe your story. The end. <laughs> I mean, I saw that coming from a mile away. No. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> wow. That's an ending to the story. Right? So that is one of the endings. And in this Secret of the Ninja, you did not meet a single ninja. <laughs> no. no. Okay, we didn't ninjas. run into one ninja. We got told a story about a ninja. Not even any fire, really. Just lava. Right. Lava yeah, monsters. There's lava, but uh, no ninjas coming out of a fire or anything. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely didn't <laughs> think we were going to end up underwater. Talking <laughs> In an underwater sea palace. <laughs> some lady. <laughs> <laughs> the sea queen. <laughs> Do we feel satisfied with this? <laughs> I, I mean, we're not going to... We're not going to get to every ending out there, but... uh, No, but we also, I don't know how far back we could rewind and make a difference. Because, I mean, you know, if we went back uh to the... If we went back to the freighter and decided to throw the sword overboard, we don't have a sword Uh anymore. Okay. Well, the last choice that you guys made was if you don't want to give it to the lava creatures, that was turn to page 106 Mm. and that ended it. So if you think that you should would have been an ending sword, if we gave it to them, okay. I, I don't know if it's going to be another ending. If but you could change it, and if you think you should throw the sword to the lava creatures, turn to page sixty-three. Um, I can check and see. So uh, if you were to give it to the lava creatures, you grab the viola case and toss it to the lava globs on the shore. It quickly disappears into the molten mass. Thank you. The voices say the globs appear to bow, passing out from the heat. Nada sinks back to the, in the lifeboat. Soon you do the same. When you come to, the boat has drifted out of sight of the island. Nada apologizes to you. I don't know what possessed me, she said. For some reason, I couldn't let go of the sword. I'm glad you gave it to the former Kami. To the, sorry, to the forge Kami. Now that it's back where it originated, I have a feeling our troubles are over. If only we can get rescued, you say. It won't be long, Nada tells you. A plane flew over two hours ago. Pilot signal that he saw us. A rescue ship is on it on the way. So I believe <laughs> convenient. I believe that <clears throat> most of these most of these ones are stemming from not going in the past. Yeah, no, I think that the hmm. the where where we'd have to go if we wanted to get to some other possibly ninja centric ending would either have to be go all <laughs> the way back to, to the choice where we didn't go to the past. Back or, in time. Yeah. Because yeah. that or, was our first choice, wasn't it? Yeah, that was our first our choice. Our very first choice was f- right. track down the sword, the sword's origin or go back in time. <laughs> right. Somehow. But then there's, I think there's a couple choices. I think those few choices right at the beginning together. Because we were able to decide to take the sword, but then we could have done research or go find Mia Morte, Mia Matori. Mm. Yeah, I'm at that decision right now. And we decided not to do research because research <laughs> was boring. But instead, what happened is we went on a boring <laughs> journey and didn't meet a single fucking ninja. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a boring journey. It, it wasn't was boring. Yeah, I mean, full it was of twists and tales of <laughs> danger. Lava monsters. We went down a plane. We got, we went it was down a plane, we we got thrown ninjas. off of a freighter. Yeah, we didn't fight anybody really. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hmm. 
So do you now want to do some research instead? I mean, we chose an adventure and we came to the end of it. And now we're him Han because we don't like the ending to that adventure. But I feel like <laughs> I feel like we should stick with the ending we got. That's life. Yeah, because that's life. <laughs> I mean, realistically, it was a good ending. We didn't die. Mm-hmm. We got saved by some lizard creatures under the water. We discovered that it is true. Lizard creatures rule the world. <laughs> Atlantis is real. Mm-hmm. Found that out. I mean, this even gives us the option at some point to do a bonus episode where we decide to go back in time instead. (laughs) Maybe we could put that on a Patreon in the future. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, we can definitely do this book again because we only went one direction. Right, right. So next time, and again, this has 29 different endings. We found two of the 29. (laughs) Let's just leave it a secret for the ages. (laughs) (laughs) And I would encourage anybody at home to pick up this book and find out for yourself if you can discover truly the secret of the ninja, only not from uh, an underwater queen who sounds kind of like Meatwad. Or discover any ninja, any ninja at all. (laughs) Yeah. See if you can come across any ninja whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw it's very, it is inexpensive. It, you can pick it up on, on various websites for a very low price. Maybe Not your local library has a copy. Yeah, maybe your local library has a copy as well. And, you know, they are what they are. They're choose your own adventure books. I was very notorious. You can see on these how many have, how many pages have little uh, folds on the corners because I wanted to be able to go back <laughs> right. so I, in case I didn't like that ending. Hmm. Is there any endings of this story that you remember from when you read it as a kid? Not really. Again, it was one, it was very early that I read it. I was in okay. probably first or second grade when I read this. <laughs> well, it was a wild story anyway. It was. It did go somewhere. Again, I didn't remember the lava monsters whatsoever. I wasn't expecting where it went, but uh, that's that's just you know that's that was fun. I had fun. Who's that? Who's that on the beach? Is that a bunch of ninjas? Oh no, no, it's just <laughs> no, lava it's, creatures. Yeah, just oh, lava we're being creatures, sucked into a whirlpool. Oh my god, are those things. are those underwater ninjas? Nope, those are lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> dragon, dragon fiends of of sort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's going to do it for our inaugural Choose Your Own Adventure episode. We're going to be back with another Choose Your Own Adventure in uh, five books from now. Um, Next week, we are not going to be discussing a book, actually. Next week on May the 4th, we are going to have an episode of Just Us Talking. We're going to discuss maybe some things we missed, some some topics we want to discuss about the books we've already read. In listening to our episodes, as we've gone as we've gone back, we realize that oh, we thought of this in this book, and it would have been a really good point to make. And we wanted to take a chance to just kind of go back over it, talk about our format between ourselves, and and where we want to go going forward, and just have a little bit of fun as a break from reading books for a minute. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And that'll be a great opportunity to get some listener mail in. So uh, get us some uh, some email, uh, interact with us, ask us some questions, give us some feedback, let us know how we're doing, what you want uh, the show to look like, and we we might read your mail on our on our talk episode next week. 
And we also intend on releasing the winner of the Crimpit contest in this episode, the talk episode, so we can give people a little bit more chance to get in on that because we have we have some entries right now, but we want to give some more people a chance to get in on it uh, before we choose our winners. You could even do a twofer. Send us a question and just put Crimpit in the subject line, and that way you're entered for the contest and you can ask Something if you want to know something about us, about, uh, you know, something from our past or something we're doing right now, you know, if you're interested in anything, any anything that you really want to know about us, we can we will probably tell you because we don't care. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ask us anything. Unless it's about sports. None of us really particularly follow sports. Yeah, we don't follow sports. But like, for instance, my pinky toe is the biggest toe on my foot. You know, a lot of people don't realize that. We don't realize facts about your foot? Yeah, my foot. My my pinky toe is the biggest toe on my foot. Imagine what that looks like. Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Vitamin Wonka. Vitamin Wonka. <laughs> Crazy ass drug. <laughs> anyway, so that's next week on Realliterated. And the week following that, we are going to be back to book discussion. And we'll be covering The Mouse and the Motorcycle by the late Beverly Cleary who we recently lost in the past month. So if you want to prepare for that episode, you can track down the book for yourself. Shouldn't be that hard. It was a pretty popular book. And we will discuss it on the May 11th episode. And Mouse on the Motorcycle is a pretty good one because I'm pretty sure that's one that I've seen the movie a few times when I was a kid. But Oh, yeah, I love the movie. I don't know that I've actually read the book. I may have read the book. But I know I've seen the movie. Classic. Yep. Yeah, I definitely remember the movie. Yep. Should be fun. So that's going to do it for this episode of Reliterated. Thanks for listening. Reliterated is brought to you by the Chocolate Milk Friends. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Podbean, Google Podcasts, or any podcatcher app that pulls from these sources. And we'd really appreciate your review and rating on whatever platform you use especially if you like us, because it helps grow our audience. So until next time, give a shit, read some lit. Good night. Well, good whatever time of the day it is for you. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. I thought you were going to say thanks. Yeah. I that's, was, you know, it could be that. That's my thing. That's no, my thing, my that's thing is I to say my thing is to say thanks. It just came out really high pitched last time, and therefore hilarious. <laughs> oh man! Don't you think it may should have been for this episode? Domo arigato. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. <laughs> there it is. Christopher Lambert, he's French, right? I believe he's French, but he's known as being, A, a Highlander, and as Raiden. <laughs> so, yeah. That's the only two things I actually know of Christopher Lambert is Raiden and Highlander. Yeah, for sure. And a, yeah. and a bad impression of him really sounds like a bad impression of an old Japanese sensei. Yeah, it does. It really That's does. That's why I went with that. I was like, he does a bad impression. I'll do a bad impression of him. That way I'm just being offensive to him. Plausible deniability. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs>
Mortal Kombat. 